Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has spent much of his adult life railing against liberal elites. In 2023, he wrote a book about it, and it made him rich. Hi, everybody. I'm Brittany Lewis with Forbes Breaking News. Joining me now is my colleague, Forbes reporter Kyle Mullins. Kyle, thanks for coming on. Always happy to do it. As you are well aware, because you report on the intersection of money and politics, Forbes is tracking down the net worths of all the political contenders in the 2024 race. And you're looking into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But before we get into his net worth, can you familiarize our viewers? Who is Ron DeSantis? Absolutely. Um, so Ron DeSantis is a rising star in the Republican Party, or maybe that's what folks would have said like a year ago, um, because his campaign has been his campaign for president, I should say, has been kind of, you know, flatlining, stagnating, maybe declining over the past uh, couple of months. So, you know, it, it, there's, it, he's in a very active flux position right now in the Republican Party. Um, he is the uh, now in his second term as the governor of Florida. Before that, he was a Republican congressman. Um, he uh, is a you know, that uh, when President Donald Trump uh, endorsed him, that is what set him up for his political rise to be the governor of Florida. Um, he won his first term, you know, in 2018, when a blue wave was washing over the rest of the country. Democrats are winning everywhere else. Ron DeSantis squeaked out a win in Florida, as always, close elections. Um, and uh, that that is his political profile. He has cast himself as a, uh, you know, a culture warrior, a member of the uh, you know, some say he's a member of the new right. Um, he is really uh, focused on, uh, you know, rose to prominence during the COVID-19 pandemic, anti-mask, anti-vaccine kind of uh, politics. Um, in the last couple of years, you know, focusing on his, his push for like parental rights and education, cracking down on um, education about LGBTQ issues. All these things are kind of wrapped up in his persona. And now he's running for president and um, many people thought he was going to be the new Trump, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Let's dive a little deeper into that, because that to me is one of the most fascinating elements of the 2024 race. Let's go back a few months to November. And if you the day after the midterms, if you looked at um, the front page, the cover of the New York Post, you saw Ron DeSantis, his wife and their kids. There was the American flag behind them. They were waving. They looked rather presidential. And the New York Post touted him as the future. They called him a young GOP star. But now the polls almost a year later are telling a different story. What can you tell us? Exactly. And I mean, that's what's really remarkable. I mentioned Florida is known for its close elections, right? In 2022, it was not a close election. DeSantis won re-election by almost 20 points, which is a astronomical margin in my home state. Um, he uh, so, so yeah, right after the midterms and that came on the tail of uh, all sorts of candidates that President Trump, former President Trump at that point had endorsed, um, losing across the country, losing to Democrats, um, losing in primaries even before that. Um, you know, it, it was it was not a good, you know, it looked like Trump, uh, or excuse me, looked like DeSantis was the rising star, Trump was the falling star. Um, and since then, the lines have gone in opposite directions. Trump has maintained his lead at uh, in the Republican primary, despite not even participating in the debates. Ron DeSantis has been center stage in both of the debates so far, and he hasn't gained any support from either performance. Uh, you know, there's been some sort of churn in the like third to fifth place. You know, Nikki Haley's been on the rise a little bit. Vivek rose and fell a little bit. But uh, yeah, the, the, the story of the primary so far has been Trump maintaining a 30 to 40 point lead nationally and DeSantis, uh, you know, coming in at a weak second place. 
I do want to talk about Trump in here because uh, Governor Ron DeSantis was a very big Trump supporter. One of his ads back in 2018 had him building the wall with his kids. He had uh, he was reading the art of the deal to his kids as well. He was a very vocal Trump supporter. When we look back at the last debate back in September, uh, he one of his first responses, he directly called Trump out. He said, Donald Trump is missing in action. Can you tell us about that fracture there and how do their policies differ or are they very similar Republicans? If you look at their platforms, they probably don't differ that much on that many different things. Uh, I think the the big question in the primary right now is whether or not any candidate will be able to sort of break the loyalty that the Republican base seems to have to former President Trump. Um, and right now, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to do that. Uh, DeSantis did, like you said, kind of go after uh, Trump, but that was notable precisely because he hasn't gone after Trump very much at all in this entire primary. And like, I'm not a political strategist. I'm not here to tell people what to do. but. It seems to me that it's probably not going to work out very well if you're not willing to attack the guy who's at 60% in the polls. Uh, someone's going to have to attack him to bring his numbers down. And right now, it seems like the only person willing to do that might be Chris Christie. That's really interesting because I've talked to a few presidential contenders and I've said, how do you differ from the front runner, Donald Trump? And one of them, Larry Elder, he didn't make the debate stage, but he said, I'm not running against Donald Trump. I'm running against Joe Biden. These are my colleagues, essentially, is what the messaging has been. But I do want to get to the crux of your reporting. You're reporting how much Ron DeSantis is worth. What's the number? Uh, he's worth about $1.5 million. You want to talk about a difference with uh, the billionaire, former President Trump? There you go. And did he come from money? What's his story there? How did he build this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ron DeSantis actually came from a, a working class background. I think um, sort of in, in the various candidates that I've reported on and that our team's reported on, he's comparable to someone like Tim Scott. You know, he didn't grow up in, you know, with a lot of money. His mom, his parents were, you know, both blue collar working class uh you know, people. Um, he grew up in Dunedin, Florida, which is about an hour from where I grew up in, uh, in St. Petersburg. And um, he, you know, he was a star baseball player in high school. Um, baseball is what took him to Yale, uh, which was, you know, worked out really well for him. Uh, you know, he had student loans when he went to Yale. He, uh, you know, after that, he went to Harvard Law School. Uh, and then in kind of a rogue move for someone with sort of big student loans, instead of doing the sort of the big law job or, uh, you know, a, a fancy clerkship, um, he went into the Navy. And he, uh, you know, this was right after 9-11. So he went into the Navy and uh, took a legal job there, um, was deployed to Iraq for a little while, um, eventually came back, uh, married his now wife, Casey DeSantis, they have three kids. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he did private sector for a little bit. And then he ended up running for Congress in, uh, I think, his 2012 was his, uh, was his first election to Congress. And paint us a picture here. What does his investment portfolio look like? What makes up the bulk of DeSantis's fortune? So he actually has very simple finances, even relative to almost anyone else in the, in the field. Um, it's basically all cash. He doesn't actually own a home. Um, he lives in the governor's mansion with his family. Uh, he sold his home when he became governor. Uh, he doesn't have a particularly large investment portfolio. He owns some shares of, uh, of, of, an, of U.S. oil. That's the only individual share that he owns. Um, he has a savings account from his time as a congressman. 
Uh, it's worth a little less than a hundred thousand um, dollars. He's got a, uh, and then he's just got a bunch of cash. And the cash basically all showed up in the past couple of years. He wrote his book of Courage to Be Free uh, and came out in early 2023. Um, he got a huge advance for it uh, last year. He got even more money for it, you know, uh, this year uh, from combination of advances and royalties. So he's made tons of money from this book, something like $2 million. And I mean, you, you know, take taxes out, take expenses out, all those kinds of things. Um, but that's almost all of his net worth. Two years ago, he was worth about 300,000 and now he's quintupled that. I do want to talk about a point that you made um, at the beginning of that response there. And you pointed out, compared to billionaire with a B, uh, Donald Trump, their net worths are mm -hmm. vastly, vastly different. And he wrote this for Forbes. DeSantis has the simplest finances of anyone making a serious run at the presidency. Is this helping him, hurting him? Is it doing anything for his run? Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not like Donald Trump funds his own presidential campaign. So, you know, the, the classic advantage of, oh, you're able to self-fund, that's not making a big difference. Um, with that said, uh, you know, someone like Doug Burgum, who has millions and millions of dollars from his, uh, from, from the company he founded a long time ago, um, or Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who is a near billionaire, I think he briefly had billionaire status as the stocks have taken a bit of a tumble in the past month or so. Um, you know, they're able to self-fund their campaigns. DeSantis can't do that. He can't afford to self-fund his campaign. Uh, but what he can do is, you know, go out and raise money like any other politician could. Um, but even then, I mean, he's not, uh, he's not worth, you know, someone like Mike Pence, someone like Nikki Haley, these folks are uh, are worth a lot more than Ron DeSantis. And I think the key difference there that, that um, maybe I should emphasize more in my story, honestly, uh, DeSantis is young. He's only 45. And, uh, and, and someone like Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, these folks are older. Nikki Haley's in her 50s. Mike Pence is in his 60s, I think. Um, you know, Donald Trump is 78. Um, these, these people have had decades longer in life to actually make their fortunes. Uh, Ron DeSantis has a long runway ahead of him. So, you know, maybe he doesn't end up as the president in 2025 if he doesn't get the nomination or he, or he can't beat Joe Biden. Um, but he'll have plenty and, you know, he'll finish out his gubernatorial term in 2026. And then he'll have decades more to uh, do the classic politician making money maneuvers of giving speeches, writing books, uh, serving on corporate boards, if he wants to do any of that, or maybe he'll run for office again. We'll see. So financially speaking, is it good or bad for Governor Ron DeSantis to be running for president? I think uh, that's a complicated question, right? It certainly hasn't hurt his book sales. Uh, I'm sure that he's selling more copies because he's on the national stage. That said, he was probably already the second most prominent Republican nationwide, give or take, uh, you know, at the end of 2022, before he ran for president. And when he signed this book deal, you know, he was extremely prominent. HarperCollins gave him millions of dollars for a reason, uh, because they expected that his book would sell well. So. Um, I, I, it, it doesn't seem like it's hurting him too much. Uh, I, you know, I, he's not putting his own money into the campaign, as far as I know. So, I, I don't think that's that's making a big making a big dent one way or the other. Kyle Mullins, thanks for joining me. Happy to do it.